Hey guys, it's Batman Live 2002, and today, I don't quite have an anime review. In fact, today, I'm going to talk about a bit of an introduction to my introduction to anime, why I love it so much, and also, my my process of writing anime reviews, and when I first started writing them. So yes, um, it uh, my love affair with anime... As uh goes back a long, long time. And uh it's I just wanna do this podcast because I've just been thinking about it. And it's like you guys have been listening for a while now and like I just wanna express why I, I do what I do. It's it's pretty awesome. I love writing anime reviews. I've been writing anime reviews for years. Uh nearly Ooh, eight, seven to eight years now? Maybe even nine or even ten. I, I gotta go back. It's been a long while. And the reason why uh, I, I started watching anime is because just like anybody else in America, we had Kids WB, which aired Yu-Gi-Oh! aired Sailor Moon, which I really never got into. It's It aired Cardcaptor Sakura. Um... <laughs> Uh, it aired Song the Hedgehog, which I don't necessarily think is an anime, but, you know, it was on the kids' block with all the other anime, so, you know, why not? Um, and then, uh, and then of course, you had Toonami, and you had shows like Naruto, where I, I remember distinctly back in those days, uh, Gara when he was, you know, they had the force of death and had tuning exams way back when Anko wasn't fat. Anyway, um, she, uh, Garo was going around murdering other Ginning, which was just insane. And when he crushed them to death, their blood was black. That's how they censored it. And they had different ways of censoring back then. It was very interesting. So, you know, of course, you had the classics, Cowboy Bebop, Samurai Champloo, uh, uh, other, uh, G Gundam, favorite Gundam series of all freaking time. I'm going to do a Gundam week. I've watched every Gundam known to man for the most part. I haven't seen Iron-Blooded Orphans yet, and I haven't seen the new Char, which is just, is sacrilegious because, you know, I, I love UC, the UC universe. So, you know, it's like Universal Century for those not familiar with Gundam. But anyway, um... So I need to watch the new Char uh, series dedicated to his childhood and stuff. But anyway, um, so all those all those old school anime, Roroni Kenshin and, and Zatch Bell, and uh, you know the list goes on and on and on. So so that's how I was introduced, and I feel my baptism into anime like into like an addiction almost because I don't like being called an otaku and I've watched hundreds of series and when I mean hundreds I mean like three to four hundred series thus far from beginning to end and my so back during those days I really looked forward to it I used to record uh, anime on uh, VHS it would come on Toonami and stuff and I would get a VHS tape, and I would record it, and I got all of the original Yu-Gi-Oh, and I would be so freaking pissed 
when uh, I would miss an episode because if you miss it, they're just going to go on to the new episode and you have no choice but to continue. So back then, the only way I can really stream, but there wasn't, wasn't really any real streaming back then, the only way I can quote unquote stream was to record it on VHS. So I, I did a lot of that and I had so many series. I had, whew, man, uh, <laughs> 30 series, you know, all the Toonami series, and, um, it was really, it was primarily Toonami, so, you know, over the years, it kind of builds up, um, so there were a lot of cool shows that I just used to record, and, you know, prior to that, I've always been into recording, I've always been into just putting things on the DVD, because I always wanted to build a collection, so prior to recording anime, I would record Nickelodeon, I would record Spongebob, I would record uh, um, Rugrats, I would record Hey Arnold, you know, all those whole old school uh, series, and I love going to my grandmother's house, who whose house I currently live in, and who passed away, bless her heart, several years ago. And I would love going to her house during the summer because she had cable and she had a fancy new VCR. And I can just sit there and record it. And it was, it was glorious. I loved doing that. And just all day, I would just sit there and watch cartoons. And then finally, you know, um, you had anime. And uh, I started recording that. You know, I really looked forward to recording that because it was just something cool. So, you know, at first I started with the Nickelodeon stuff. Then I went on to, um, to anime in recording it that way on VHS, but then my first baptism into a true recording type that just me like truly being addicted to anime as uh, as I was saying um, was Elfin Light, Elfin Laid, Elfin Light, whatever, and. I say this is where I truly began um, binging anime like crazy because that's when DVD came out and, and it was popularized and plus they used to uh, that's when they started selling blank DVDs so I was like well it's time to step my game up and also this is when the internet like I feel like I feel really old talking about this but like back when I was recording like this I didn't really have access to the internet to really fast internet like uh, files, rise of files and stuff. It, it wasn't like that. It was like in the 90s. So therefore, uh, in the early 2000s. So back during that time, uh, you didn't have a lot of streaming sites. You didn't have all that kind of stuff. I didn't really have access to it. I just had access to the cable in my grandma's house. But now when the advent of DVDs, blank DVDs, now I can start going online and sadly pirating the crap pirating the crap out of anime oh my gosh it just sent me to jail it was so bad uh, i'm trying to atone for this but i'll get to that later on but anyway um so i would go online i would just i would torrent oh so many series and um back to the series that really got me going was elfin light and you know, it's just really dark anime, and it was just full. Of, it was bloody. There was nudity in it, and it's just something I've never seen because you watch Adult Swim, you don't get all that. Um, you know, of course, it's more adult-oriented anime, but you don't get it to the extent of Elfin Light. And that was just just check it out, just check the anime out. And it, and I was like, they make anime like this? Like it gets this brutal and gory and sad and psychological? Wow, and then so at that point, I just started downloading anime like crazy, 
and even though that my I say my most brutal <laughs> baptism in the watching anime like that was Elfin Light, um, it, I transitioned into watching just a lot of lovey dovey uh, harem anime. It's high school based because uh, there are several transitions in my life of the type of anime I watch and as I grow older I realize I watch different types of anime so back then I was watch I was in high school so guess what I watched a bunch of high school harem anime and just romance it's because I was just I was single and I I just wanted a girlfriend really bad and I, and I, I could just escape from the real world and just be like man if I was only that guy and then I could, and I would just fantasize about having this massive harem. Oh, so creepy. I'm such a creep, right? But anyway, um, so I can relate to the characters. I can relate to the everyday, just uh, slice of life type anime where they just live their life every day, getting the hijinks, having friends and fun and, and you know, just dealing with growing up. You know, these that's the core of every high school middle school based anime it's just these kids no matter what the storyline is they're still just they're growing up and figuring out life and that's what I was doing and I, I really I really clung on to that and I really jumped onto that and so that really got me going and I downloaded all kinds of crazy series I brought out my big book of anime reviews which um back during that time I didn't write anime reviews yet I I just I was just recording them, so I had my huge thing of a VHS that I watched over and over and over again until the tape just was ruined, and then I was like, okay, let me set my game up. I then jumped to DVD, which I torrented like crazy, uh, and downloaded, pirated it, don't do that, kids, um, and then I put it onto DVD, um, and cra- I just had a crazy amount of uh, a series that I was watching like that. Uh, and then uh, it got to a point where I had easily a hundred series on DVD. And, and my thing is, uh, I had two rules. One, I could never watch a series that wasn't finished because uh, one of the reasons why I can do that is because I would watch it on TV, you know, like Adult Swim, and they would stream the first season. It's like. Uh, a year from now, we'll come back with season two. And it's like, I hated that. I hated the transition. So my rule was, if I'm going to put it on DVD, it had to be a complete series. There was no hiatus between season one, season two. It's done. And if they came out with something else later on, it's a surprise, you know? So that was rule number one. It had to be a complete series. And then rule number two... um, Dang, I blinked. <laughs> what, what was my second rule? What was my second rule? Um, uh, dang, I, I can't I can't remember what my second rule. I, it'll come back to me. This is going to be a long podcast. Um, but anyway, so the rule number one, uh, it had to be a complete series. Um, therefore, like I said, I hated waiting around, waiting for all these animated to pop up and I mean for a new season to pop up at a later time so it had to be done and it's so I can go and burn it on DVD and watch the whole thing over and over and over again and yeah like I said at that point in my life I wasn't reviewing anime I was just watching it and I remember I got to a point I had easily over 100 series burned a disc 
And this, now this is super illegal, (laughs) what I did next. I was always a very enterprising individual, even in high school. And this is, I'm going to jump back just a little bit. So in middle school, no, 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 early, early high school, I, there was a thing, there were things called ROMs and torrents and uh, ROMs and torrents are basically uh, a ROM or a, a tor- uh, I'm sorry, ROMs and torrents, ROMs and emulators. An emulator is a, basically a file you can download to your computer that emulates a game system. You can emulate uh, arcade machines, you can emulate PS, uh, PS2s, you can emulate um, um, uh, NESs, Super Nintendos, uh, old school Sega consoles, and you can do that on your computer. You can basically play these old school games on your computer which was freaking awesome and my friend showed me this he was playing marvel versus capcom 2 i'm like this is amazing you have an arcade machine on your computer this is awesome he had a, uh, the school computer so i had this idea why not get some cds download the rom the emulator which is the arcade machine called final burn alpha and then download the roms which are basically the games um, that range from fighting games to shooting games to like Ninja Turtles, you know, just old school games. And let's sell them for a dollar each. So so that's what I used to do. Um, early high school, I used to download these games that you can get perfectly for free. I would download them. I would demonstrate it. I would demo it in the computer lab. Everybody's freaking out. How are you playing Marvel vs. The big game at the time of Marvel vs. Capcom 2. How are you playing this on your... Uh, on the computer like that. That's awesome. And I was like, well, if you want it, give me a dollar. And so I never made a huge profit because the the roll of CDs I had to buy, it usually evened out. But, you know, at the time, I thought I was balling. And um, so uh, uh, fast forward to me uh, burning uh, anime. Um, I was, it was, this is early college now. And I'm like, why don't I do the same thing with anime? Why don't I burn the series, download the series of disc, and sell it? Hmm. Highly illegal. Please don't do this. I'm just giving you my history. But, um, so, yeah, I, I used to sell anime. I used to download it, and then I put it on disc, and I was the anime guy. I was like the guy in the corner with the, with the uh, coat pocket, you know, like the trench coats. Hey, man. I got your one piece right here. I got uh, I got episodes one through two hundred. I got you, man. Fifty dollars, fifty dollars. You know you'd be paying about three times that much if you go online. You know I was just the I was the shady dude on campus. <laughs> it's so funny thinking about it. Oh, I should have went to jail or something. But anyway, I would download the series and I learned through trial and error how to get a really high quality burn to these discs to these dvds to where and i would do high tra- uh quality transitions music for the in like a, a one piece background and you know i just and i would take special requests be like hey man you got that green green which is a, a um just a dirty harem anime <laughs> you got that green green man so yeah i got that green green i gotta go download it though so that you gotta give me an extra ten dollars so that's going to make it a $30 purchase it was because Green Queen is only like 12 episodes. So I was like, yeah, man, I got you. You know, it was just it was just shady, man. <laughs> but anyway, so it got to a point where I was just selling anime 
uh, at my college. I'm not going to tell you what college it is, but uh, early early years of college. I've graduated since. I have my degree in cybersecurity, anyway, and business and music. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I had a lot of degrees. Um, yeah, I was selling it, and um, and so it, it started to explode. And at that time, something was something was. I don't know, there was uh, an emptiness I was feeling. I was selling anime, I was binging it, I was, I was just super otaku man, you know? Like, I I loved anime so much, and it got to a point where I was feeling something, like a hole inside, and I didn't know what it was. And I, I couldn't identify it, because I would watch a great series. I would watch a fantastic series, like Darker Than Black. I would watch the whole thing from beginning to end, the the first season, the OVA, and then season two, which the OVA bridges the you know between season one and two, but whatever. Um, and I would I was like that was so that was done so beautifully, that was that was oh this I I can't I can't put it in words. I I I would just sit there and I would just think about just the the voice acting. Like at first I I didn't care. I just cared about action and romance and stuff like that. Just basic stuff. But then it got to a point where I was looking at it deeper. I was starting to look at the storyline. I was starting to look at at um voice actors. I was starting to look at uh, uh the animation. I I was looking at just every aspect it like the music and all that. In every single aspect of the anime, the production that goes into it, and then I watched Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, and just everything changed. And when the series, it was such a fantastic series, which I had burned the disc and sold um, to, to various individuals. Um, it was such a fantastic series that I had to stop, and and, and I had to. I think I realized what it was that was missing. And I've always been a writer. Let me jump back one more time. This is all over the place. I I apologize. But ever since I've been in middle school, I've always been a writer. I would sit there and I write fanfics about Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and, and just... Just everybody, just a huge mashup of characters, uh, and, and Star Wars will be in there. And like my favorite story was how the Justice League teamed up against the Sith Lord, you know. So in the Animorphs, I don't know if you guys know what the Animorphs is. They were in there, and just all these crazy just mashup of stories. And so I've always been a writer. Um, so at that point, I, I would just write. I have dozens of just just short stories I've written I go back and I've written for myself and enjoyed so at that point um after I watched Full Metal Metal Alchemist Brotherhood I was like why don't I why don't I fuse like it was just the beginning I didn't actually start at that time I was like why don't I fuse animate my love of writing with my love of anime and I I didn't exactly think of doing reviews at the time but there was a thought that maybe I should start recording down my thoughts about these anime. So Full Metal Alchemist came and went, and I just felt an emptiness in my heart. And that's when I first had that thought in my mind that perhaps things, you know, maybe I should start recording these things down. And 
then I watched, and I watched about three or four more series, and, you know, it was just, it was always a thought in my head. I never really took it too seriously until I watched School Days. And guys, let me tell you, that anime was so freaking jacked up. If you talk to anybody who knows me, I always talk about School Days. I have yet to do a review on this podcast. That's the first review I've ever written. Six-page review. I was so mentally and psychologically scarred by that anime. Get ready, guys. It It gets deep from here. It starts to get deep. So, yes, School Days. School Days, School Days. That was the anime uh, that just, it changed everything. It set me on the path of writing anime reviews. Um, School Days is basically a romantic, it uh, it was, uh, I don't remember it was comedic, but anyway, I watched it a while back, but anyway, it was basically a romantic anime about a high school boy, you know, and I love those so much, about high school romance, and it was about a guy, and you know, he sees this girl every day on the train and on the way to school, he doesn't have the courage to talk to her and eventually he does. And it was just, it gives you the feels, man, man, it gives you the feels. I was like this, it it just, it gave me all the feels that I would expect to get from any sort of anime of that type. And I was enjoying it so immensely. It was so well written and just so well, uh, it, it, was, it was just an awesome anime, but basically, it's like I'm trying to review it right now. But it's just an awesome, awesome anime. And then it gets about episode four or five, and it transitions from a romantic anime to a dark drama. And then it transitions from a dark drama to a horror. And it was like a completely psychological horror blood fest. And it broke me in so many ways. And I want to tell you why. <laughs> because I I love that genre so much in terms of romance uh, and in uh, like uh, high school high school romances and whatnot and really just any romance in general but at the time it was high school romances and there were certain expectations I've come to expect from these type of anime there are certain type of feels that i expect to you know feel um there just overall just the production of it all there are just certain things i just come to expect from it and there are certain reasons why i watch that type of anime now when you take that expectation and suddenly twist it and transmogrify it into just a dark bloodfest of an anime just and, and it comes out of left field you don't see it coming that anime is so well written that it just takes you from behind deep and it took me completely from behind and very deep and i i i was scarred i couldn't watch anime for about two weeks and this is no exaggeration i could not I could not watch anything after watching the finale of School Days and just how School Days just trans it, it how it just progressed into or transformed into this lovey-dovey thing into this horror thing and it, it was so shocking I I couldn't watch anything for two weeks and I couldn't move on until I got my thoughts down on paper so I sat there and I wrote 
and wrote and wrote and wrote. And six pages later, I had my first anime review. And this was more of not so much a review as much as it was an analysis. But then as I was writing it and I was getting my thoughts down, I I looked at it like I took a step back and I read it again and again and again. And I realized, well... This is this is what I've been wanting to do since Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Like I realized I finally did it. And I I felt such a sense of relief, not because not because I you know, I, I got my thoughts out about school days, which scarred me immensely and it took me it took me years to get over that anime, guys. It was you have no clue. But anyway, um it wasn't just that. It's that I finally accomplished this thing that I've been thinking about doing, and it, it kind of it took this very immense push to, to make me do it. So I accomplished the goal, and I was so happy that I continued writing anime reviews after that. And another reason why I was just it, it made me happy to do that was because you know every time you watch an anime. Uh, something amazing and fantastic like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood or, or Cowboy Bebop or, or, you know, I'm just naming the mainstream stuff. But anyway, um, whenever you watch something that's just like a groundbreaking anime, something that just changes your life after watching it, something iconic that you'll never forget. There's plenty of crap anime out there, but there's plenty of iconic anime. And then when you simply watch it and move on, it feels like you just lose a certain art for me anyway. I felt like I was just leaving something behind. I, I just felt like I was just brushing it to the side. I, I would watch an amazing anime and then I would go and watch a crap anime and then I realize, wow, like this the the one I had watched previously, the, the you know, the amazing anime, uh is there's there's nothing like this. And and over time I would start to get sad as let's say if I watched an anime a year ago, it was freaking amazing, and then a year later I try to go back and revisit it and realize I don't remember any any of the details, I would be sad because the one thing I do would remember is the fact that it was so amazing. So now me writing this um, school days review allowed me to maintain these retain these feelings uh that i experience in the moment i I experience a lot of things in the moment and now i can write that down on paper and do a review and it allows these this the anime or any series i ever watched to live on indefinitely and i'll know what i've always thought about it and and i'll i'll i always know um you know, my, my feelings and my thoughts and, and, you know, everything about this series, even the little minute stuff like this anime had a flute theme. I, I'm a flute player. Uh, and at, at this point in my life, I'm a professional flute player. Back then, you know, I was practicing and getting progressively better. But anyway, um, every time I heard a flute theme, being a flute player, I would just freak out. I would start squealing like a little girl. And so I would write that down in my reviews. And my first reviews were so simplified. They were so simple. I would go back and I would laugh. I would be like, man, I could have gotten so much more detail, you know, except for the school days review. It's funny that my first review is is still my most detailed review to date. I did watch The Boy and the Beast and I did an even more detailed review. 
but an analysis is is uh, doing an analysis where you break down the meaning of the anime, all that. I'm not really into that. I just like doing a general review. If you want to look deeper, then you know, find someone who goes deeper than that. But anyway, um, just being able to write these reviews, it, it just ah, it, it just it, it's like I found found my calling. Um, I don't know. It, it, and it's funny because I, I've been doing it. it. It got to a point where I've been doing it for so long. And I accumulated this massive, massive, massive just library of reviews. And in the beginning when I when I did these reviews, I would always just write them down. And in fact, I that's what I still do to this day. I take a pencil and paper and I would write down my reviews. Because as a writer, it got to a point where I moved on beyond uh, high school. And, you know, I started writing reviews like early college. And I I realized that I, I haven't really been writing my short stories, you know, to that point. And I realized that my ability, I, I have been relying so much, like for school projects and stuff, been relying so much upon Word, you know, like Microsoft Word. I, w- I was relying upon autocorrect a lot, right? So I would type up a review, like my first review, or uh, after school days, uh, I would type it up and then I could just autocorrect everything, right? Well, see, the problem with doing that is. I forgot how to spell. <laughs> you know, isn't it crazy? I realized I was starting to misspell everything because I didn't have to spell anything correctly anymore. I could just write it. And it would tell me, yeah, you got close. You probably meant to write this. So I I, I took a step back and I was like, I'm going to start writing every single review on with a pencil and paper. And that's what I've been doing to this day to retain my ability to spell. Just a little little tangent I went on. Anyway, so yeah, I started writing reviews after school days, and I haven't been able to stop. And and, and after that, it kind of just ramped up. I I watched plenty of anime. Like it's, I feel kind of sad sometimes because I've watched easily uh, a couple hundred anime before I um, I began uh, writing reviews. So there's a couple other hundred anime I've seen that I've never reviewed. But I was like, I'm just going to move on. I'm not going to rewatch these to do a review on them. But after that point, I have a couple hundred, uh, about two to three hundred, anywhere between that of anime that I've actually reviewed. And, and you can see that I've, I've dedicated, there was a certain point in my life where I dedicated my life to anime. It's crazy. Um, but anyway, so I just start reviewing and reviewing. And... Let's get into my process here. Uh, there's uh, someone working on the car behind me. You might be able to hear that, but who cares? Let's get into my process of writing reviews. So in the beginning, I would just jot down my thoughts. I thought this was cool. I thought this character was awesome. I thought uh, music was pretty. I loved storyline. The end. Five out of ten. <laughs> you know, that was my little process. But then... Anything you do, you get better at it. The more and more you do, like, I, I, I love to draw. I love to play the flute. I love to write. And if you've seen the things I've drawn back in 2006 compared to what I control in 2018, 
you'd be amazed. It's night and day. If you've seen the way I play the flute in 2006 as a boy, I play today. People wouldn't pay to see me in 20 uh, in 2006. They would pay to see me in 2018. And you know, and as a writer, I have a freelance writing agency. I I run my own business, and that's how I make my bread and butter is by writing for clients. And I write for all kinds of different clients. It's just a little thing, a little about me, but I, I write. You know, all different kind of niches about business, about cybersecurity, about I've written about horse gear and stuff. But anyway, if you've seen my writing and stuff in 2006, you would not be paying me. Uh, some, uh, I, I guess I'll just reveal how much I make. Um, you would not be paying me 150 bucks to write an article. And that's how much it, anyone who thinks they can't be a freelance writer and not make money, you can easily make $150, $200 an article if you know what the crap you're doing. But anyway, you would not be paying me those those rates if I was writing, you know, the same levels I was writing back in 2006 as I write now. And, you know, I'm always still improving. I'm always getting better at, in everything that I do. It's all about discipline. But anyway, um, where, where was I going with that? Um, but yeah, oh, as I was writing anime reviews, my process of writing the reviews, I started to create a, a, a sort of template. I, and I never truly followed, like, I never actually had a template that I copy and pasted or wrote out that it's like, I got to do, I got to talk about character progression first, and then I got to talk about art, and then I got to talk about music. But over time, I just started to follow pattern. And I was like, okay, I will talk about the art. I will talk about the music. I will talk about character progression. I will talk about character relationships. I will talk about... I, I normally didn't really get into voice actors, even though I, I would, you know, it's a personal interest. Sometimes I would look at who, you know, voice acted for the English and for the Japanese. Um, I would talk about the plot. I, I would talk about everything. And I would get more in depth. And my reviews used to be one, two pages written on a piece of paper my reviews today can easily span <laughs> five pages. On average, they hit about three to four, but they can easily go five to six pages. Um, and that's because I'm really looking in depth. I'm looking at all the things, and I can make comparisons to all the things I've watched in the past. If you read my reviews from back during the times I first began reviewing to my reviews today, you'll notice that, you know, just the quality gets better. I look at, look deeper into it and stuff. So... Yeah, let's let's talk about my what exactly I look for. Um, we'll we'll switch gears a little bit. Um, we'll talk about what exactly I look for when I'm watching an anime, and I take little notes and stuff, you know, because I, I just I just like to I, I like to uh, remember what I'm thinking in the moment, and if it's a 200 series episode, uh, I'm sorry, 200 series. Uh, or episode series, um, episode five, you're not going to remember what you're thinking in the moment. So I, I take notes uh, as I'm watching an anime. So yeah, let's let's switch gears real quick. Let's talk about what I look for when I'm doing my reviews. Okay, well, let's let's switch it up a little bit. I was going to give you an in-depth look at how I do my reviews, but I realized... I'm going to say that for another podcast. I'll do that for my next episode, I promise. I'll I'll tell you how I go about writing reviews, what I look for uh, in terms of character development and, and artwork and music and, you know, all the little intricacies and nuances 
uh, that I really try to dive into, um, you know, my reviews that I do. And I, I just, let's wrap up, you know, it's, it really is an entire timeline or history of my love affair with anime. Um, and so it, just a quick recap, um, you know, I began anime when watching anime on Kids WB and, and, and Toonami and all that. And then, you know, and then you switch to Adult Swim and all that. And I began downloading, or I should say, recording it on VHS. Uh, anime on, on VHS because that was the only way I can rewatch, you know, my favorite series like Yu-Gi-Oh! And, and G Gundam and, you know, all that. Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I have all Dragon Ball Z and VHS because of that. It's all the commercials, I would stop the commercials and then hit play when or record again when the commercial was over. But anyway, um, I have all that. Then I transitioned and uh, DVDs came out, burnable DVDs came out. So I began downloading uh, anime don't do that I began burning it to DVD don't do that and I began selling anime because I've always had an entrepreneurial mindset don't do that it, was, it wasn't it was just an entrepreneurial mindset it was a criminal mindset I'm telling you not to do it but you can still learn lessons from what I did and it's still part of my history so I'm just going to tell it so I, I, I did all that and, and you know, I, I made uh, I made some money. Now I'm not gonna tell you how much, but I made some money from doing that. Um, uh, and then you know, it grew to a point where I just fell a hole inside, and it was like I gotta fill this hole. Watch School Days, then scarred me for life. Then I started uh, writing reviews, and then it just took off. I started watching more anime. I started just all that stuff, and and just review after review after review. I was just pumping them out like clockwork to the point. I had like two, three, even four reviews stacked up on top of each other because I would just binge watch these little 12 episode series and I'd be done in a day. And then I would have like four reviews. I was like, crap, I got to slow down. And then I wouldn't watch the anime for a week as I wrote these reviews. But okay. Now uh, I started to look at the industry as a whole, right? Because I I had accounts on all the anime pirating sites because I would never watch an anime. I would never watch an anime unless it was finished. Oh, I I had um I remember I forgot what I was talking about earlier. I had two rules. The uh, first rule was I would never watch an anime that would never that wasn't finished, as in like it had to be completely done. And rule number two, um, I had to watch it on DVD. I could not stream it. I could not, and it was just a psychological hangup, and I could not get past it. I had to watch it completely on disc I could not or on VHS but I could not stream it online and I was just adamant in my mind I could not do that so therefore that's why I you know burned so many discs but anyway um so I started looking at so I I had accounts on all the pirating sites and then I started looking at uh, the, the industry as a whole, and I realized, you know, after watching some YouTube videos and just looking at reading articles and all that, that anime industry was suffering, and it was suffering because of pirating, and it was, pirating was rampant, it was bad, it was terrible, um, and, you know, I, I started to feel guilty because anime was such a huge part of my life that how dare I pirate and sell and profit and, and none of those studios saw any of the profit I was making from, and uh, you know, the stuff I was selling. 
And every single time I downloaded the series online, it was taking money out of the anime industry's pocket. And I started to realize that. So I slowly began to switch my mindset from taking from the industry. And now I'm trying to do as much as I can to give back. And a part of this is because I began going to Anime Expo uh, in L.A. Anime Expo is the biggest anime uh, um, uh, uh, convention in in North America. It's huge. It's grown to the point where there's like 300,000 people who go every year. The lines are insane. You're in line for like six hours. No joke. It's so bad. But anyway, I began going to Anime Expo. And I've been going for about the last six years straight, never miss a year. And, um, you know, I and I realized, you know, the industry is there. I got to meet all kinds of voice actors. I met the, the Cowboy Bebop voice actors. I, I met the, the person who voiced Saber from uh, um, Fate Stay Night, you know. And I, I met, uh, I just met all kinds of people, all kinds of just cool voice actors. And I got to meet animes i never heard of. I got to meet Shinji um, uh Ah, something Shinkai, the the dude who made your name, and he's just popular. Garden of Words, uh, and you know, I just got to meet these huge celebrities in the anime world, and I realized that they were just giving so much, and I was like, I can't, like, I just started to feel guilty, man. It's like I, I loved anime this much, and you know, and this issue of pirating was really just taking revenue. Uh, from the industry and the industry was there was it was really on the it was on the decline and for the longest time you can read articles you know a couple of years back and maybe even today slightly uh the industry really was on the decline and it's because of the advent of the internet and pirating and streaming and you know people not buying and giving back um so I was like crap okay let me stop what I'm doing so that's when I had this idea I was like, maybe I should start a blog. I love writing. And I want more people to love anime. And I could review it and stuff. And yeah, that, that'd be cool. So then um, I started this blog called What's Awesome. And, and What's Awesome Anime Reviews, which is the name of this podcast. And basically What's Awesome came from me and my friend David. We were chilling at a, a, a sushi place. I was like, David, I got an idea. A new blog. Is in the works, but we need a name. So we're sitting there eating, and he's like, man, this wasabi's hot. And I was like, man, that's awesome. And he's like, do you mean that's what's awesome? I'm like, you, sir, are a mad genius. But anyway, uh, what's awesome was born from that day forth. I started rec- uh, putting up uh, anime reviews online, and you know the blog started to grow and all that stuff. But basically... Part of it was for to spread my love. I've written so many reviews. I want to just spread my love of anime to everybody who can read it. But also, I wanted to, to a certain degree, spread awareness. And I don't want to BS you and tell you the whole reason I started What's Awesome was because I was feeling guilty and feeling like I needed to somehow give back to the anime community or, or the anime industry in some way because that's not completely the case but that is part of it part of it was because i was taking so much and i was contributing nothing <laughs> i was giving nothing back to this industry so i was like let me i have so many reviews 
perhaps people can look at these and, and form opinions and then maybe if they read them they might go out and buy it you know and then going back to the whole anime expo thing um that's that's where i really try to i i buy anime once a year in the that anime expo and i'll bring five six hundred bucks and i will go hog wild and um so i will buy t-shirts i'll buy dvds i'll buy buttons and all that and it's all given back to the industry it made me feel good i got cool merch i got to meet all these cool industry experts uh, uh, or uh, celebrities and stuff it's freaking awesome so i go uh, my way of kind of atoning for you know all the years of pirating and selling and stuff is to try to give back as much as i can during that time and like i accumulate such a i've accumulated a massive library of legitimate dvds not uh dvds that i've sold but dvds that i bought i have a crunchyroll account i have a funimation account uh which now has been turned into verve uh, a verve account which fuses the two and i i pay for everything now because i know that for the longest time it was people like me that was you know uh the putting the, the industry was on the decline is people like me is people not giving back to it not giving a crap oh give me anime what no season two well they don't have a season two because you didn't buy season one you freaking jack a so you know uh but yeah um i i know i, I kind of started rambling but anyway um i just wanted to give you guys just a history a timeline of just why I love anime so much, why I just love talking about it, why I have so many reviews just on the back burner, why I just I and I just have dozens, dozens and dozens and dozens. I could never write an anime review again, and this podcast could just go on forever on just uh, just uh, reviews alone. It can go on for a full year. Um, well, that's a re- exaggeration, but anyway, just a long time. Um, and you know just just content up the butt but um you know it just it was my transition from you know as a kid watching it you know streaming in america and stuff or watching on tv and then getting to a point where i was just taking from the industry and now i'm trying to do everything i can to give back to the industry in terms of spending money in terms of every time they have like a like a crunchy roll account you know i i don't always watch I don't watch anime as much as I used to. It's only because now I run my own business. I just don't have the time. And um, it, it, that's just the way it goes. You know, I, I just don't have as much time as I used to. But I do still watch a ton of anime. I still try to keep up with everything. And I normally don't watch the new stuff. Which is um, uh, like like the... I usually... I'm always late to the party. I watch Attack on Titan like two years after it was done uh i watched uh sort of online um the first season like a year after the hype died down you know it's like there's always a huge hype and i'm always the guy that just brings up the rear because i still kind of operate on that whole mentality of i can't watch a series so it's done so i hate watching newer series but if it's something that's super new and people want to hear about it i'll watch it just for the sake of doing a review and just to keep up the date sometimes i'll just watch a, a newer anime just so i don't become um 
you know, irrelevant with my reviews, like reviewing uh, uh, the 80s Gundam or 70s Gundam, and it's 2018. No one wants to hear about the first Gundam series that came out in the 70s. Like, what the heck? But, but yeah, uh, but I do love old school anime. Anyway, I just wanted to give you guys, you know, just a, a grand... That just just why I do what I do, pretty much. I know I kind of rambled a, a bit. I know this kind of ran kind of long. I hope you listened to the whole thing. But that's just my story. And, you know, it grew from a point where I just watched it to a point where I was selling it to a point where I started giving back and to a point where now I have a blog. I taught myself how to build websites and stuff. Well, I have a really beautiful blog that's been hacked four times, so it's kind of down right now. But anyway, wasawesome.com. That blog, you know, that's just where I can just spread my love of anime. I, I can put up as many reviews. I write top ten lists. I write stupid guides like how to watch hentai when you're home alone. Or boss player's guide to picking up fly anime hunters who love anime. You know, that kind of stuff. And it's just because I have a sense of humor. So I like writing stuff like that, anime-related stuff. And I want to get to the point. My ultimate goal in life is to get to a point where my blog is able to generate revenue through not from people donating or buying or whatever because I've tried I've tried multiple times to sell anime trinkets legally not illegally like I used to do like I would used to take products from China and try to sell it and it just wouldn't work out uh, and that's only because I gave up I, I never really gave it a real chance but anyway um it got to not my my goal my ultimate goal is to be able to generate revenue from just the sheer amount of traffic i get from the site i want to be able to hire on writers and i want to pay them a real like a real wage i don't want to give them some pennies like when i first started freelance writing i used to get ripped off all the time they paid me ten dollars for something i would get paid two hundred dollars to do today because they knew how to take advantage of writers back then and i want to be able to give writers like a real wage a real decent thing it's not like a real like a job or anything where they can live off of it but just something where you know it's just some pocket change that but it's decent and it's it and it compensates the work that's given and I want to be able to get to a point where I can fill a, just a, a just a group of writers who love anime to make money while doing it and to give back to the community, to provide reviews, to get, just put out content related to anime, to spread the love of anime to the world, and 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 the, which in turn will will fuel people to want to to really get into it, to start buying anime, to start supporting, you know, like uh, just just any sort of anime related project. That and that's my ultimate goal. And so as I grow older, I, my my views and, and goals just start to change and, and transform and all that. So yeah, that's that was that is my ultimate goal. Every year I go to Anime Expo, I try to meet as many people as I can and, and just. Ah, I don't know. It's just something about the community. Just something about just anime and just just my love of. Ah, I can't speak. I'm out of words. I ran out of words, guys. That's how strongly I feel about it. I literally can't speak about this anymore. Anyway, guys, that's that is my story of my love affair with anime. I love it so much, and it's it's only going to progress. It's only going to transform. It's only going to get better. And this is my goal. This is my ultimate goal to be able to employ people, uh, just you know, regular writers. And it doesn't have to be writers. It's gonna. I wanna. I wanna be able to get people who know how to make 
uh, websites and, and, and videos and, and artists and stuff and just be able to create a platform where it's not just a blog, it's a place, it's a hub where people can come and just and talk and share and trade and, and just create currency within the anime community and just somehow give that back to the industry, which we'll figure out how to do that, you know? Um, and hey, I, 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 um, I'm a writer for a cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency, I should say, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency and stuff. And, um, there is a cryptocurrency in the works that works only, that can only be spent in the anime community. They're in the works of doing that. And cryptocurrency can be created. Anybody can do a cryptocurrency and, I haven't really given it much thought. I've been thinking about it. Uh, perhaps maybe one day creating a platform where we can create a cryptocurrency that's just related to anime. Like you can just trade the anime coin or something. The Wasasum coin, I don't know. Where it, it just works with purchasing within the anime community at which you can give it. Somehow just, I haven't figured it all out yet, guys. But somehow I'm giving back to this industry. I'm going to figure it out. Because I've taken too much, and I'm going to give it back. But I've taken too much of your time, so I'm just going to end it here. Guys, check out my uh, uh, website. Oh, one last thing. Uh, the newest transition, of course, is this podcast. Um, it's I've always been a lot... I've always been an introvert, but now I'm... I, I feel like there has to be different mediums of me reaching people. This is just another one, and I feel like I'll be doing videos at some point, too. But anyway... Um, check out Wasasum, W-A-S-A-S-U-M dot com, uh, Wasasum dot com, where I, you already know what I do on it, I've been talking about it for like an hour, um, and then, uh, go to, I'm so proud of where I've taken the social media, I, I really have grown it to about 40,000 strong across all of my various platforms, Twitter, Pinterest, Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook. I'm trying to get the Facebook group going, and we're we're gonna figure something out. We're gonna give back to this uh, to the anime industry. It's gonna happen. Mark my words. And you know what? The the more the merrier. And somehow, if I get enough people, a mastermind of people, get into a circle and we talk about it, we're gonna figure this thing out. But anyway, guys. Um, follow me on social media. Let's make this thing a revolution. I like to think of it as Sasuke's revolution. He had a one-day revolution where he was going to try and change the ninja world. But he still made it with Naruto. And he's like, no, nah, that's not going to happen. But anyway, tangent once again. I'm going to end it here because I like to talk, apparently. So, till next time, guys. Stay with awesome people.